Absolute Geek Podcast. It's Thursday night, Phoenix, and you listen to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Kyle. And what kind of geeks will we be if we did not start this week's show off by talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? If you have not yet seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, make sure to skip this part. I will put down in the description the time we start talking about it and the time we stop talking about it. So that way you know where to skip it past. But let's be honest, who hasn't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 by now? I've seen it twice. I've only seen it once in theater. That was good enough for me. Did you end up going to the theater to see it? Yeah, I saw it on... Remember I was texting you? I saw it Sunday night. Wasn't it better in the theater? Uh, yeah, it was really good in the theater. The, how Actually, you know, it was the, the theater bright seen and it vibrant. In, and it was all, that part. Those parts were awesome. But the theater I went and seen it, it was weird. It seemed like only like the front speakers were working. Really? Were on. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to the Harkins by my house. Oh, at Park West? Yeah. Hmm. And it just seemed like it was only the front speakers on. So, like, it did, I didn't have that full, like all-around-you movie sound that you normally get with... All-around you. Like, it did it with the marbles, but, like, the actual movie itself, like... Yeah. But I watched it once. I watched it on Saturday morning on Free Comic Book Day. I watched it on the internet. And that version is about 17 minutes shorter than the actual version in theaters. Really? They cut a bunch of stuff out, huh? Yeah, so what, what, like, but you got to see all the end credits all the way to the very end to all of it, you know, to, mm-hmm. to Adam Warlock, to Teenage Groot, to, you know what I mean? Stan Lee with the Watchers. All five, it was like five fucking little yeah. scenes that they put in there, but, so the first part that was taken out of it was, you know, uh, after they figured out that they stole the batteries, and they appear and they're shooting at him. Mm-hmm. That chunk, as soon as they start shooting at him, it, it cuts out. Oh no! And then it ends up when they've already crashed. Oh. So it takes out that whole chunk of them of like their banter of. So you miss the whole Drax throwing rocket under the bus, where he's like, "Why are they after us?" Oh, no, no. it's right after that part, oh. and because you know they they're still flying and they're like, yeah. like you miss the whole. Remember they went into that field. Yeah. The, the asteroid field? Yeah, and they, you know what I mean? That's, all that was cut out, like, it, like, glitches out of it. Mm-hmm. So, but I seen it when I went to the theaters and seen it. And then there's another part in the middle that, that chops, it's a big chunk that's chopped out of it. But you know what? Guardians of the Galaxy was fucking awesome. It was a great movie. It lacked plot. Like, I thought it was... That's how I felt, too. Like, but it's, but the... The vibrance of the movie, the the humor of the movie, you can really tell they got a little bit more freedom to write these characters, and they had a little bit more fun. Well, writing they, the, yeah, the they, I mean, they already had it established, so now it was just, you know, you don't have to establish these characters again. Now it's just building on what you already have. Yeah, so you know, you could tell they had a little bit more freedom with it, though. Everybody, everybody had more jabs, like everybody had little, you know, what I mean, little one-liners and jabs that they got, you know, funny little jabs that everyone got to throw out. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, but it it was, was, yeah, there wasn't much plot to the whole movie. Like, it was, it just kind of putted along plot-wise, but everything else going on around it, actually, probably the very few times that you go to see a movie with, with a slow plot where the actual, 
everything else about the movie still makes it great. Like you don't. Yeah. That doesn't happen often. Yeah. The I felt like the the amount of comedy in the movie and um, just the character interaction and everything going on really made up for the weak plot. Like to to where you didn't notice enough for it to hurt the film. Yeah. Like you you notice that parts like when they're on Ego's planet where it's kind of slower. You're like. All right, like this is kind of this is kind of boring now, you know. It's like when is this gonna pick up? Because it, the movie kicks off right in a, a battle, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like all right, well, when is this movie gonna pick up again? And you're just sitting there waiting and waiting. When when it finally does, you're like all right, and like you get so jazzed by those moments that you don't even notice. Like it, it doesn't hurt the movie at all. Yeah, I thought it was good. I you know like I I enjoyed. Baby Groot in it. Oh, I loved Baby Groot. He had zero point of the movie <laughs> to be in it. Like there was no <laughs> reason for him to be in it. Merchandise except, sales, one hundred percent. Except just, it was funny. Like when he walks up with a thumb. Yeah. Hilarious. It's just funny. It's just, and it's just funny because he's a kid and he's acting like a little kid. Right. Like you know what I mean? It's just, I just, I thought that was hilarious. Just like, I thought it was great. I really like. I'm so glad because I, I hyped this movie so big in my head because I loved the first one. Yeah. I was really nervous that I was going... It's part of the reason why I watched it on the internet first. Uh-huh. Because I was really scared I was going to be let down. Yeah, I was too. And I was kind of... Like, cause that's what I said going into it. I was like, the first one was so good and so... And it's honestly, it's overhyped to a point uh-huh. because people didn't know what to expect. You didn't know what to expect from Guardians of the Galaxy. You, mm. you know, they weren't really that well known. And so the first one was overhyped and you were like, awesome. Like you left the movie theater like, this is awesome. And that's what I thought about the, the second one is that that hype bubble is going to burst. And now people are expecting, you know, you've got an expectation. And now are they going to meet that expectation or, you know, is it going to flounder? What's going to happen? And they gave you exactly what. They give you exactly what the first movie gave you, if not more. As far as, like, you get your Howard the Duck cameo, which is nice. And this time he wasn't in a, a bubble. Mm-hmm. He was sitting in a bar. What did he say? Know. Once you go duck. What did he say? Once you go duck, you don't go something. Yeah. You know, he made a quick quip. And, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. Drax. Drax and Baby Groot steal this movie for me. Drax especially. <laughs> I love the way that, that he talked to Mantis. Yeah. Like, that's, it was, you are ugly. Yes. <laughs> that would do, I've like never Like when he's thinking about co- having coitus with her, he's like. <coughs> yeah, throwing <coughs> up. <coughs> Just the thought of laying you with you is making me sick. <laughs> like, I've never seen a grown man laugh so hard he almost passed out outside of the studio than watching that movie with Brent. The, the part where. Uh, Mantis gets hit and knocked out and, and uh, Drax is like, Mantis, look out! After she's already hit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he stood up and started banging his hands on his knees and like laughing so hard like he almost passed out. I was like, that's ridiculous. Serious? He thought it was that funny. He was like, I was not expecting that. He was like, that caught me 100% off guard. I just, I I mean, the, the whole movie, I mean, it was actually a good movie. Yeah. I like I like Baby Groot a lot dancing around at the beginning. I liked you know the other thing I really liked about Guardians of the Galaxy two is you got to see, and and I I've read online and stuff and I a lot of people disagree will disagree with me and do disagree with me. I liked that each every single character in Guardians of the Galaxy 
you went into their psyche a little bit. Yeah. You went in, you, you showed what was making them them, like mm-hmm. e- every single person. And it, you know, absolutely. Mean, it was, and I thought that was actually kind of, kind of cool that they did that. I don't know. I don't know why anyone would disagree with you about that. Like I agree 100%. <laughs> you, I just read on the internet. That's people yeah. just kind of thought it was, I mean, cause you got that connection. You got that connection with Yandu in rocket. Uh huh. And then you got, you know, kind of baby Groot. You saw him becoming a, he was a child essentially yeah and but you saw the the you know like gamora yeah nebula like you you saw their you know like their into their past and what what you know helped you got to see how sadistic thanos really is the fact that he was removing pieces of nebula every time that gamora would best her and it's like well and it was was more like what they've become because of something in their past like Right. There's a reason that they're all the way they are is because of something. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like rockets the way he is because of how he was treated when he was being torn about, and put back together. Right. You know, Yondu was the way. A lot of the reason he was the way he was is because he was sold in slavery as a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, like Gamora and Nebula were because of what Thanos did to them is the reason that they were. You know what I mean? You just really got to see inside of everybody. I I, I thought that was a cool thing that they kind of did and it made you even connect with these you know with all of them even a little mm-hmm. more i thought i just thought it was kind of cool that they did that just in case you people are wondering a little explanation because i've had a lot of people ask me this question stanley's cameo in it he's supposed to be a watcher or he's just hanging out with the watchers and the watchers are a all-knowing all-seeing always watching entity in the marvel universe they're always there they see everything that's going on they know everything. They're kind of like an all-seeing, all-knowing beings. And they, they're they are always just right outside of everybody. Right. And also, I've had people asking me the Sylvester Stallone cameo. He's actually, his team is actually the original Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy team. team. Yep. At the end, when everybody, when his team is together and they're deciding that they're going to do it again, that's the actual... You know that was Miley Cyrus with the mask on. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that was Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I did not know that. And then uh, the minus g- Yandu, because you know what's his name? R.I.P. Yandu with the with the like the crystal looking head. Mm-hmm. That was Lex Luthor from Smallville. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. So Miley Cyrus had one line in that whole fucking movie. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be at, San- at Phoenix Comic Con too. Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah, and he was he was in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Also. Damn, I did not know that. It's kind of cool, all the hidden, like, uh, cameos that are in this, and, like, Star Wars and, like, Kevin Smith being a droid. So, like, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, the head where the the big celestial head mm-hmm. that, that they were mining and where the collector was, mm-hmm. that was Ego. Was it? Yeah. That was the, you know, like, how he had, had was learning and it was building around him before he figured out his own planet. Mm-hmm. That was Ego. I didn't pick up on that. That was the final Easter egg from the original Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't pick up on that. The one that they said that, that James Gunn was always saying, there's one Easter egg that nobody got, nobody will ever get. That was that was the, hmm. the final Easter egg. That's weird. I like what they did with Ego. I like that they kept him, they humanized him, mm-hmm. but they also kept him true to his, his planet form. Yep. Where he was not just a giant planet, but I don't know. I don't really necessarily care for the fact that they made him Peter Quill's father because he's not actually his father in the comics. Yeah. But what? Whatever. That's nitpicking now. That now we're getting into fanboy nitpicking. But 
you know, yeah, I, I didn't really care that, that. No. And I thought it was an interesting twist that he, you know, they explained why he could hold the infinity stone, which was cool. And not the, anymore. The whole fact that he gave his mother cancer, was, brain cancer. I was like, damn. Yeah, that's nice. I was like, I was like, that fuck. was kind of an interesting twist too. Right. But I like that. And he, I'd like when he, he just pulls out his guns, he just goes, <laughs> he just starts yeah. shooting ego. Yeah, but Dra- dude, that Drax, Drax and Baby Groot steal that movie for me. Yeah, the comedy in that movie is really, really good. No, they, they, yeah, like I said, you could tell that they had a lot of freedom to write that movie. Yeah, like, and I can only imagine the third one. They pretty much probably just have carte blanche. What do whatever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I like the little, I, I like the little, um, the throwing of Adam Warlock. I think it's kind of weird that they're doing it now. Because he was a huge part in the Infinity Gauntlet, in the Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. in the comics. So, like, he should be in the Marvel Universe already. It's it's kind of weird that they went with Vision over Adam Warlock. I heard that's going to be the next uh, villain. Adam Warlock? That's gonna, yeah, that's going to be the, that's going to be their next person that they're going to have to go against. Hmm. Well, I think most of the, the core Avengers, like Robert Downey Jr. and all of them are going to be done after this. Like I don't, I don't think they're gonna, they'll do any more Avengers movies. Well, no, I mean these Infinity Wars is gonna cost so much fucking money anyway. Right. It's gonna have everybody on the planet in that damn ass movie. <laughs> it's gonna be ridiculous. Right. But no, I mean I get, I mean like, I already can't wait to see it again. Like I'm gonna watch it again this weekend. <laughs> Online. Yeah, fuck that. I ain't paying <laughs> no more movie. I gave James got my movie my. Your money. My money once, and now I'm gonna watch it online. Not gonna go see Wonder Woman. You know, the trailer did not entice me to want to fucking see that movie, even a fucking little bit. No. I've heard I've heard it's slow. It's very slow. It just... But I'll tell you, Spider-Man Homecoming trailer that I watched there made me even more excited for it. It's, it's going to be good. I'm excited for it, yeah. Did you catch the little... Um, you, did you read last week's issue of uh, Spider-Man? Did you catch the little nod to the to the film in that book uh, with uh, oops, with Genki where he's talking to the, the reporter chick the private eye chick that's supposed to be helping Superman, or uh-huh. Spider-Man and he's like call me Ned oh yes and that's yes. his friend's name in the movie so that was a nice little ode to the movie so it just goes you know it makes me wonder if he's actually supposed to be Genki and they just call him Ned instead probably it would fit like it would yeah. you know what I mean I don't know why they'd be giving Genki to Peter though instead of Miles Miles but cause it seems like they they're just they're getting to the point where they're like r- ripping the meat and potatoes yeah. and shit out of you know what I mean of books and storylines and so what would you give your uh, what would your final rating on Guardians of the Galaxy be I'd give it an 8.5 8.5 I think that's fair I think 8-7. I'd give it 8-7. I would say it's definitely a movie you want to see in theaters because, like Doctor Strange, it is very bright and it's beautiful like and the, the special watched, effects are really well done. The version I watched online, they must have filmed it with a newer phone. It's worth watching it online if you're fucking Man, I would, broke as shit. I was wondering how people do that. The little fucking handy cam, like... No, I'm, you know, honestly, like, I, I was talking about it with Andy because I was like... And I was... Uh, my wife was giving me shit because I had my phone in my pocket. Yeah. 
Or first, I, I first I just had it like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like nonchalantly, like I was holding it, and I was like, if you just put something over this side, mm-hmm. and you just like even like hold it steady the yeah, whole but time. Yeah, you would think like that would your arm would get tired, dude. But you know what? It's worth the greater good of fucking. Like at first, like I was standing up real straight, and I had a pocket, a t-shirt pocket, you know, and I was like, and I had it just like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just sit there and record it. I guess that's true. I never thought about it that way because, like, I picture like people showing up and like having a big old fucking tripod and like setting their shit up. Like, dude, your fucking <laughs> phone is fucking records in 4K. Why the fuck would you bring a camcorder? No, I know, but like, I just say like you just have it sitting on a fucking tripod or just a, sitting there watching. You have a 64 gig phone, man. And you just sit there and record <laughs> it. But yeah, originally when I, you know, like. 10 years ago when I was thinking bootlegs I think like I think that's what people have to do like they have it like in a I don't know like in a in like their thing of popcorn or something you know yeah. what I mean like what the fuck yeah right but I really liked that movie I thought it was fucking great I, I did too I don't intend to see I don't intend to see Wonder Woman you know I'm, I'm what I'm what I'm probably gonna do with that one I'm gonna watch it online yeah if if at all if at all I just it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me and I've got a bad taste in my mouth from the last couple of DC films <laughs> I really do it's it's not been enjoyable so do the actors from the Justice League uh, apparently so <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute yeah. um, hopefully everyone enjoyed uh, free comic book day I did did you where, where did you go I went to my local comic book store I went to Jesse James Comics I went there. He does his at midnight. How was his midnight grab bag? Was it worth not being there? It had a... Was it worth being 128th in line? It had his... uh, It had, like, his Amazing Spider-Man, Jesse James comic variant. And it had his Young Blood number one, Jesse James variant in it. Mm. And then it had, like, some Yu-Gi-Oh cards in it or something. (laughs) And then it had... Uh, Did it have a copy of Walking Dead 167 or 168? No, I, I was half expecting it, but... <laughs> I mean, it, it was cool. I got two free comics on top of my free comic day comics. But, you know, yeah. I mean, just for standing in line, just for being there, I got I got a little bit of swag. You know, that's always cool about Jesse's... Swag. You know, he always gives out some pretty cool things. And then his deal was... And it did... Uh, Dollar Sign Jose was there. Oh, really? I was trying to get him to cut in line with me, but... It, he wouldn't cut do it. Cutting line. Fucking the well, line he cutters. Was, he was like 166 and I was 138 and I was like, I was like, just come up here and stand up here. Who fucking cares? The fucking line cutters. It's line not, cutter Jose. It's not, And it was weird because like I was 138 or 139 or something. And the dude in front of me was like 135. Like those dudes didn't, you know what I mean? Like there was a, because he had, he had it all like these pieces of paper taped to the ground mm. and it had the numbers so you knew about where your area was for your number and I was far away and we said okay time it was I walked right up you know what I mean like a lot of people got tickets and didn't come back I mean don't get me wrong there was a shitload of people there but there wasn't yeah. there wasn't 137 people in front of me there was probably 60 or 70 you mm. know what I mean so I, but what he did was uh you only got two free comic book day comics, and then you got to pick out eight. He had all these tables of comics, so I got like Jessica Jones number one, the uh, the Bendis the one? run. Oh, nice! 
and I got like some Star Wars comics. Did you read it or no? I'm going to now that I got it because it, you always review it. It seems good. So I was, I was actually pretty stoked that he was giving it away. It's going to make you want to go buy issues two yeah. through seven. Yeah. Like I picked up like Lucifer number one of the new run and mm-hmm. I picked up, uh, it, it was kind of cool. So I got, you know, and then like everything in the store was like fucking like a dollar pretty much. Damn. But it, the only, that was my only problem was it was, and I was talking to him about it and it wasn't really a problem. It was just, it was a problem for me. But it was, like, the, the line went in front of the cash register. And so, like, people were, like, waiting to pay. And I didn't know where the beginning of the line was, where the end of the line, who was in line, who wasn't in line. Yeah. Like, I'd found some pretty cool, like, I like I was digging through boxes as I was walking in, you know, like, there was a line. And you, you know, and he, they were letting groups of five into the area where all the free comic books were. So that it, it wasn't... Overcrowded. Overcrowded. And you can, you can look, you can... You can pick it up. You can thumb. You can enjoy uh-huh. it a little bit. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, reaching around people. So I thought that was cool. But I found, like, uh, First Doomsday in a box that was marked a dollar. Nice. And it was a really nice copy. And I had, you know, and I and I was like, man, fucking a dollar. I'll do it. And then I stood in line. And I was like, I don't know where the line ends. I don't know where the line begins. I'm only buying one dollar comic book. Fuck it. It's First Doomsday, though. I know. So I just set it down, boop, and I just walked out. <laughs> I have like five of them, so oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not too worried about. Yeah, I but just, it was a nice copy though. I just went to Samurai. I was like, oh fuck it, I was going to my parents, and I just swung in and and picked up a couple which, free books. Which ones did you get? I only got two. I got Guardians. <clears throat> I picked up um, the Ninja Turtles. That's what I picked up too. I picked up a Dragon Ball Z manga book, and then I picked up. Um, the Secret Empire. See, I didn't get that one, and I wanted that one, but I didn't get it. It was they were gone by the time it was my turn. But it was uh, I only I picked up Guardians Galaxy only because I wanted to read Bendis's Defenders. Uh because that was the other story that was in it. Yeah. So that, that's the only reason I I didn't really care about reading Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I like I, I I picked up the Secret Empire just because of the artist, because it's the dude who was doing Old Man Logan. Sorrentino. Sorrentino, yeah, and the the big spoiler at the end where Cap is holding. He dies. No, where Hydra Cap is holding Molnir. If you click on it, does it take you to Donald Trump? <laughs> no. Um, but hopefully everyone else had a good free comic book day. You know nothing. I was bummed. I wish I would have driven out to Mesa. You should have. I just didn't feel like driving by myself. Yeah, I get I just, that. I just didn't feel like going all the way out to Mesa. I just, I wanted to... Like, I I really only had one book, but for Sealy, and I was like, do I really want to take a trip all the way to Mesa for one fucking book? I did. But you know what? I looked around. The same book that I was going to get him to sign today, I already is in grading. I've already has... Yeah. You know what I mean? And I have, like, Grayson signed, and I have fucking uh, that rebirth thing that we have hanging on the wall that we got at... WonderCon last year like signed by him I have a lot of when he was here um, for Phoenix Fan Fest I got sketches by him I got a bunch of shit signed by him yeah you know I mean like he was like the highlight of my trip there right so you know I was like fuck it that's uh, speaking of that I think it's funny how Phoenix overloaded on all of these guests these media guests and now they're all backing out all the major guests are backing out now. Yeah, that sucks. Charlie Cox backed out today. 
couple other people backed out. Joan Cusack backed out. I was out. kind of bummed out about that. I really wanted to try like to interview her. It's crazy. It's crazy. But they just added Karen Gillian. So, Nebula. Again? Yeah, again. <laughs> it's like she hasn't been here before. Like twice. <laughs> right. The last two years. I mean, which is cool. She's still on the Guardians of the Galaxy hype. Yeah. Good for her, but... I was She's hoping still super with, I, hot. Right. <laughs> I was still hoping with those couple guests dropped out that they could, like, throw money at an awesome, like, writer or artist. I, I even looked recently to see if they've added any new writers or artists. They have You've not. You've looked? Yes, I look every day. Yeah. They have not. Like, I took Friday off to go. Yeah. And I'll, that'll probably be my day to go. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Thursday and Friday. My, my sister got a free pass, so I'm going to take her on one day. I think she can only use it Thursday or Friday, so I'm gonna take her one day. But yeah, I'm probably I'm probably just gonna go. For, I took the day off, and then I'm gonna enjoy Memorial Day. I don't think Memorial Day weekend is a good weekend to have a con. I like it just because you have that Monday as a rest day. Because yeah, normally I would have I, I think taken for, that for Monday the con off. Itself, yeah. That's a that's a out of town holiday. That's everybody leaves yeah. all weekend. That's, that's but a, that's also. You'll, so if you do it a week later like they did last year, you run the risk of people bitching about how hot it was. And, it's but you're not, Phoenix, dude, it it's is Phoenix not gonna, and, and... It's not going to be any hotter Memorial Day weekend yeah, as it is no, the week I, after. It's, it's going to be the Phoenix exact temperature. June, so yeah, it's it, going to be hot as fuck. It's going to be 105 to 108 degrees. Yeah, it's going to suck balls no matter wh- which way you slice it. The only way you get away from it is having it in March. <laughs> that That's the only... They should, what they should do is they should switch it to February. Yeah, that's they should, what fan they should for. slide into amazing slide into slide into amazing spot and do the con for four days in the winter. Well, our winter, which is seventy eight degrees. Nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? How fucking great that would be. Well, you can't do that because you got a uh, you know the baddest con con comic con on the block coming. Outlaw Comic Con. I don't care about that. <laughs> the baddest Comic Con on the block, man. You know, I'll be honest, man. I'll be a hundred percent honest, dude. He gets somebody that I can't fucking resist to see. I'm buying a ticket and going. Oh, yeah. For one day, why not? I'm fucking. If he if he can pull off, uh, uh, he can pull off the artists of all artists, man. I'm fucking going. But, and I'm gonna apply for a press pass. <laughs> I, uh, I I somehow think that um, we might get denied. Our invite to come to that convention has been revoked. You think so? Oh, I'm I'm just saying. I'm just kicking it out there. I maybe maybe not. It. I bet you it has it. Maybe I'll, I'll put five bucks on it. It has it. Uh, maybe now that I've said that, but uh, we've we've uh, pretty much grilled him any way, shape, or form. So, but the community doesn't talk about him anymore. Since so he kind of disappeared. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe someone finally told him to shut up. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some news. Some news. You should put a ta- hashtag on when you when you tag the show. Hashtag news. News starts at however many minutes in. Yeah, right. I should. I should start doing that. So people can't complain anymore. <laughs> uh, the TV adaption of Grant Morrison and uh, Derek Robinson's comic miniseries, Happy Starring Christopher Maloney gets a series order from Sci-Fi. Um, I still think we're getting too oversaturated. The series follows Nick Sachs, Christopher Maloney, an intoxicated, corrupt ex-cop turned hitman, 
who is adrift in the world of casual murder, soulless sex, and betrayal. After a hit gone wrong, he and uh, his inebriated life is forever changed by a tiny, relentless, positive imagery, blue-winged horse named Happy. <laughs> and, and it's voiced by Saturday Night Live's Bobby Moran, um, Monahan. if you watch Saturday Night Live. Could be a cartoon? No, it's live action. Oh. But the, the horse is kind of yeah, animated. A horse, of course. No word on the release date for it yet. As well as, not only did Sci-Fi announce that they gave that a series order, but they also officially announced that they've given a series pickup to the Superman pequel, prequel, Krypton. The description for Krypton, um, it's set two generations before the destruction of the legend, legendary Man of Steel's home planet, Krypton, follows Superman's grandfather, the House of El, was or, um, ostracized and shamed as he fights to redeem his family's honor and save his beloved world from chaos. Sci-Fi's little channel. Yep. And I think that Krypton... I like Happy. I, I like the idea of Happy. It's different. It kind of feels like uh, Wilfred, but but different. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on Krypton. I think Krypton's going to crash and burn. You think so? Yeah. I don't see Krypton making it very long. Um, I, I see Happy probably doing all right if they let the violence and, and stuff go a little bit, but I don't see Krypton doing very well. I don't know. Just I don't even know what channel sci-fi is. Um, I couldn't tell. It's in the 200s on DirecTV. I know that. There's just nothing on sci-fi I think I'd watch. Um, like, sci-fi used to be kind of cool a long time ago. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> uh, in a crazy world... <laughs> As the one we live in today, it only makes sense that the world of comic books and politics have collided once again, this time with a URL. If you go to Hail Hydra, it's hail-hydra.com, it redirects you to the White House website. More specifically, it sends browsers to the listing for President Donald J. Trump uh, in the administration section of the whitehouse.gov. That's hilarious. It is. It was, when I, when I saw that, I was, I was laughing. So, uh. Yeah, maybe it's not only... Maybe Cap becoming a Hydra agent is for a reason. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs> I think that's funny, though. Like, I was showing people today... Because I was reading about it yesterday. Like, I was, people were posting it that, really? that, that it was there. And I was like, holy fuck, that's insane. That's funny, yeah. I think it's great, though. Um, well, I'm surprised that, like, the government hasn't put a stop to it yet. They probably haven't completely noticed yet. Well, I bet you within two days it is. Maybe, maybe. I think maybe Trump just doesn't understand that basically them calling him a Nazi. I think once uh, they listen to the show, they're going to shut it down. Or that people, oh, once they listen to our show, yeah, they're going to shut it down. Yeah, because we're the government is Trump is a big fan. We're huge. I'm a huge fan. Ever since you did that comic book theater with me, I've been a huge fan. You've been (laughs) the greatest show. It's huge. Yeah, try it for yourself, folks. Go to hail-hydra.com, and it redirects you to the Donald J. Trump administration website, or administration section of the whitehouse.gov website. I used to love doing that when I was a kid. When I, you know, first get on the computer, oh, go to whitehouse.gov, and you go to whitehouse.com, it's a fucking porn site. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah, whitehouse.com is a porn site. And then whitehouse.gov is the actual... You think they would have bought all of them. Right. Yeah, you would think, huh? Tom Holland wants Craven or Spider-Girl 
which made me scratch my head, and the Spider-Man Homecoming 2. While speaking with uh, Brazilian entertainment website Sinpop, star Tom Hamilton was asked which villain he'd like to see in the sequel. After naming a pair of his fan favorite foes, the actor offered up some, somewhat of an unexpected uh, possibility, Spider-Girl. He was quoted as saying, There's so many good villains. I really like Mysterio. I like Kraven. I really like the Clone Saga. I think it'd be cool, really cool if Peter or Spider-Man has to fight people with the same powers as him. Spider-Woman's super cool. I think she's uh, called Spider-Girl, who is his clone. They kind of like hit it off and then take their masks off and they're like, shocked look. What the hell? They're like the same person, but she's just a girl. I think that's really cool. I think so. I like the idea of Craven. I, I people online were like, oh, he's he's talking about Mayday. He's talking about Spider Girl. No, he's talking about Jessica Drew. Mm-hmm. Jessica Drew is his clone. She's Spider Woman in the Ultimate Universe. So that's who he's talking about. Doesn't she become? I think she becomes. I can't remember what she becomes in she calls herself something different after spider girl once miles takes over but um that's who he's talking about now do i see them making her a villain no do i see them going with craven that'd be awesome craven's last hunt would be an awesome storyline is craven moorhead craven moorhead no he's not a porn not a porn director slash disc jockey no (laughs) (laughs) no but I don't know. Who do you think would be a good villain for the next Spider-Man? You think Craven? Craven, as long as it's not, I would like to see Doc Ock again, but I don't want to see, I don't want to see Green Goblin yet. That's for damn sure. I would like to see, maybe Rhino would be a good one. We kind of got Rhino and Spider-Man too. Yeah, but they fucked it all up and it was stupid. Why? Because it was mechanical? Yeah. I didn't like that at all. We're gonna get—I mean, we're gonna get Shocker and Homecoming. We're gonna get Vulture. So I mean, it'd be cool if Rhino was like a secondary villain, kind of like Shocker, uh-huh. but like main bad guy wise. Like, you think Craven? I think it'd be cool to see Craven finally. That would be cool in a in a movie because he's a badass. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm really. I'm a big fan of the Craven's last stunt or Craven's last hunt storyline. Uh huh. But I don't know. I think it's too soon to do it in a movie. Too soon. Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. But yeah, let us know in the comments down below who you think would be a good villain for Spider-Man to face off in Spider-Man Homecoming 2. What the fuck is in their eye? <laughs> what? What the fuck? Dude, I'm watching this video and it's... What, what is that? What is it? Anyways. I think it's glass. I think it's a piece of glass. Holy shit. Look at this. That's fucked up. Dude. Anyways. Oh, they're like, oh, dude, do not tell me that's a fucking, like, a maggot. Or, oh, my God. Is it a maggot? I don't know yet. What the fuck? They haven't got it out yet. You're ruining the show. With your fucking eye <laughs> bullshit. But that's okay. Um, here's some news that you're probably excited <gasps> about. Deadpool animated series coming to FX. Did you hear about that? What What is it that they're pulling out of her eye? I don't know. <gasps> Dude, it's a fucking tip of a pencil. Uh. Okay. Animated Deadpool? Yeah. I'm down. It is uh, going to be written by Atlanta creator Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover. Wait. And they're going to write it and executive produce Donald it. Donald Glover? Yeah. 
You talking about the dude from Community? Yes. Pass. Dude, he's a good. He's a the pass. hottest thing in Hollywood right now. Pass. He's the hottest thing in TV right now. I don't give a shit. Pass. His show Atlanta is winning major awards. I don't give a shit. Pass. Uh, I think I'll still watch it. Probably. Probably. I'm just saying that to sound cool. Um, <laughs> at least you admit it. FXX has already ordered a 10 episode first season of the Untitled series. Anything with Deadpool is a fucking is cool. And our final piece of news to the night is Scott Snyder is leaving Batman. Scott Snyder's time penning the adventures of Batman looks to be coming to an end. The writer has announced that his all-star Batman arc with artist uh, Sean Murphy may very well be his last proper Batman for a while. You know what? He's he's written Batman for a long time. It's it's good to take a break. There's only you know like like Dan Slott. He should that should be the next announcement. I'm not writing Spider Man anymore. Yes, <laughs> you know everybody should take a break. It's time you know and you know like even showing us with Tom King. It's it's nice to get a new thought into a person. You know what I mean into like a hero into a book. Don't get me wrong, Snyder kicked ass for a long time mm-hmm. with writing Batman. And like with All-Star, you could tell it's just his... It's stale. Yeah, he needs to he needs to take a break. He needs to do something else. You know what? I, I bet you he's got some really cool uh, image stuff that he probably wants to do. You know, let him draw, let him write something else. Yeah. Give him, you know what I mean? It, I think every Dan Slott just needs to be the next person to say, you know what? I'm going to start fucking writing something else. I'm um, going to start writing my retirement. Scott Snyder was quoted as saying, so yeah, after this arc with this, uh, of All-Star Batman, when I get to the story with Sean, which is one I've kind of wanted to do for three years or more, uh, that very well, me be, very well might be the last Batman story that I do proper Batman for a while. Well, you know he's already doing this summer's um, Batman story with Greg Capullo. He's doing Capullo. Yeah, well, Capullo, uh, Batman Metal. So we know he's gonna be writing that, and he's also so, like you said, I think it's time for him to go. Um, Just take a break. I'll be interested to see like what spectacular Spider-Man starting. I cannot. Wait. I'll be interested to see how well that outsells. Um, how well that outsells Spider-Man if it does. I bet you it will. Just. Just having new, you know what I mean. Just having yeah. someone new write it because I would really like to read Amazing Spider-Man again. Yeah, but unfortunately, we're not going to get that. But I mean, who are we to say we can only give our opinion? Right. Oh, well, that's we're just like everyone else on the internet. We have opinions. But I, I think you know, and I just a break would be nice. I. I He's a writer. I, he's got to have some cool shit fucking locked up that he needs to release. Right. I think it's just... It's time that he gives it to us. And it's not Batman. He gives it to us hard. Gives it to us hard. So. Hard and fast. Hard and fast. <laughs> Give us something new, hard and fast. <laughs> but there is something I really wanted to talk about. Oh no, we're all in show. trouble now. It is. Here we go. What is it that Kyle wants? If Kyle wants to talk about something, he came prepared. We're in trouble. There's I don't some, know. I don't know. There's if something I, really on his mind. I don't know if I came prepared. It's something that's been bugging me, and I think it's something that. 
bugs me with with I think part of the problem is the internet. Okay. I think part of the problem is and I don't I don't want to say it's a problem, but elaborate a little bit. Like I'm <laughs> you gotta disturb like the problem is the internet. <laughs> yes, the problem is the goddamn internet. <laughs> I'm fucking tired of the internet. God no. damn the internet's and all the problems you, it causes. You know, I, I hear I hear podcasts and I and I and I'm in forums and when I'm finding a lot of people have this holier than thou attitude towards my way of collecting is better than your way of collecting. Well, yeah, you can have that when you're a fucking keyboard warrior. When you're a five hundred pound fat dude sitting in your mom's basement <laughs> behind a keyboard. And I I just one hand on the jergens, the other hand on your key your one hand in the jergens and your wiener and the other hand on the keyboard, <laughs> jerking it and typing at the same time. I think the joy of collecting something and being a collector is you get to do it the way that that is the most fun for you. Mm-hmm. Like, who gives somebody else the fucking right to say the way you're doing it is wrong? I don't like the way you're doing it. Who gives a shit? Why would it matter to you? Are you talking about collect like collecting overall, or are you talking like is there a specific way that was talked about, or it's it's everything. It's it's you know like okay, people who like to get their books graded. I don't know how many forums I've read in where people say people who get their books graded suck. Free the free them from their cases. Let them breathe. If they want to grade their books, grade your fucking books. I mean, I. It's not. It's you. You may not agree with it, but it's not your money. Right. I'm not a fan of grading books, but I don't sit here and tell you because you grade your books, you're an idiot. You know, I. You yeah. to each your own. Like, you know, but like variance. Variance is a very good example too. Why does it matter if somebody buys a variant to a book? Even if they like it just for the cover, who gives a shit? Yeah. If if that's what you like to do, because you know what? When it comes down to it, comic books are, are, are stories and art. So if you collect it for the art, then, then why is it wrong? Yeah. Like, I, I understand where you're going with that, and I agree, because with variant covers, it, each cover is a different piece of art. Someone like me, who likes to get their books signed and hang them up as a piece of art throughout the house, I love variant covers because it, a lot of times they're better than the original cover. They look better. They're by an artist that maybe you really like, like you would do with Raphael, Raphael Albuquerque. Like, I have Raphael Albuquerque covers I will never read. <clears throat> I've only bought it because he did the art to the cover, and I like the cover. Like J. Scott Campbell. He never does interiors, but he does covers, and they're masterpieces. Yeah. They're works of art. They're great. Yeah. And I just I, I just think for somebody, I for anybody, nobody should you should never get down and I'm I'm saying this to everybody out there. Don't ever get down on somebody and talk down to somebody for the way they collect. That's their money. They're doing what they want to do. People Kyle is very passionate about this. His hands They're in are the going air. everywhere. It, They're in the air. He's very animated right now. Like, I wish you could all see him. Kyle is so animated it, right it now. It frustrates me. Like, I go on forum after forum, and and it's these forums. Oh, he's playing with his hair now? It, it, I'm adjusting my hair and my headphones. Yeah. It's, it's daily. People that slab suck. Why? Who the fuck cares? People who don't read the stories... They're not real comic book collectors. 
here's here's my thing, and it drives me nuts. Is who? What is the definition of a real comic book collector? Exactly. Just because you collect slab books, and I collect non-slabbed books, I collect raw books, doesn't mean you're any less of a collector than I am. Or if the people that only buy variants. It doesn't mean you're any less of a collector. Yeah, because you know what you're doing? You're collecting something. Exactly. That's the point of collecting. Who cares if you're not reading the story? If you don't want to read the story, fucking don't read the story. Now, Who gives a shit? To play devil's advocate, I can kind of see where people have an issue with the slabbers, because most likely, if you're getting a book slabbed, you're saying... I'm, I could potentially sell that one day. You can say that with raw books. Yeah, yeah. You, you say that with your raw books, too. I can, you know what? I'm broke. When, okay, like you personally, when you, you're short on money one week, what is one thing that, that what's the first things that pop in your head? It hasn't happened in a long time, probably like two years. But No, it's selling, been less than two years. Spell, but, selling my Spider-Man but, collection. But yeah. you think about it. You go, yeah. but you don't have slabbed books. Right. But what do you think? I can sell my books because they're collectible right but who cares if you even if you buy them to flip them mm-hmm. but the, uh, and I, even if you buy them to flip them to buy other books that you want why is that wrong like what makes that like what makes that less what makes you less of a collector because I go to a store and I buy a book I sell it for a few bucks more so that I can put on the book that I've been eyeballing for the last two and a half years yeah you know what I mean like if that's, I mean, if that's the way that it, it helps you buy the books that you want, what makes you less of a collector? Oh, you have to read the story. Who says you have to read the story? Where Where is it in the comic book guidelines and bylaws that says you have to read the fucking story? Yeah. It doesn't say it anywhere. Like, I've, I've run into an, an older gentleman at samurai shopping who's like i don't i i like the art i really love the art and he's like comic books are works of art so i don't read them i buy them because i like the art and i frame them and i hang them up in my house i collect them because i really like the art. and he's a collector he's a comic yeah. book collector just like um you know there's action figure collectors out there i've been talking to a listener from our show she collects figures and we've been talking about that and she's been giving me pointers on collecting figures and how to find hard to find figures and swap me and things like they swap me or you know she was shocked that i couldn't find i've been looking for two years now an original inset an intact set of all four ninja turtles from the original toy run from the late 80s early 90s with all their weapons and everything like that all their pieces everything and when i was like i've been looking and i haven't been able to find them at san diego like she was shocked that i haven't been able to find them anywhere they're hard to find they are and they're hard to find like they're hard for me to find because I would like them too because I had them when I was a kid yeah so did I like I remember and I've told this story on the podcast before is I had I had these wooden bunk beds and they they had these the way the bunk bed was made was the second bunk above me it had these squares that all around them and I remember taking a marker and writing Leonardo Donatello Raphael like I wrote them and they had uh-huh. a spot and I kept them around my bed yeah. So I could lay in bed and I could just take my turtles up and I like turtles. Yeah. And I could fucking <laughs> and I could fucking like mm-hmm. I can play with my ninja turtles. You yeah. Know what I mean? And then I could and they were there and I could you know what I mean like I could see them. That's kind of and I yeah exactly that's exactly it yeah like I was telling but her I was like, the problem I'm finding is my what I want to pay for them in my budget. Right. 
Like, if I wanted to pay an astronomical amount for them, I could probably find them. But I don't want to pay a lot of money for right. them. I, I, I would pay a fair amount of money for them, but it's fair to me. But that, does that make me less of a collector? Right. No. no. Like I was telling her, I was like, I really wish that, like, I could go back and would have taken care of my toys, like, seeing how much they're worth now. Especially like, my Voltron toys. I wish I would have kept those. Yeah, or Power, the original Power Rangers. Like, I had the original Dragon Dagger, and Jason David Frank is coming to Phoenix Comic Con, the original Green Ranger. I was like, how cool would it be to get him to sign that dagger and just have it displayed in my house somewhere? Get a display case for it and have it displayed in my house. How badass would that be? Yeah, it would be pretty badass, but you know what the problem is? It's $114 online. Yeah. I wish I my parents my... didn't pay $114 for it. I no, can tell you that much. 30 bucks for it. 20 yeah, bucks for it. Right. I wish I still had I had all the uh, Transformers like the Optimus Prime where the mm-hmm. where the back opens up and it can I, I like I wish I still had those. I loved all those fucking old Transformers. Like I used to have the Star Wars figures where you had the Millennium Falcon opened up to be the case that held uh, the figures. I had those. I had you know, like I said, I, I was talking to her. I was like, if only I still had those fucking toys from today, but that doesn't make you any less of a collector. You're still collecting yeah. something. I just, you know, I just, I just truly believe that, that this is a small community. We, even though it's, there's, there's lots and lots of people that collect comic books and stuff. It's actually a small community. Like you should never get down on the way anybody else collects. You should just be happy that they're into the hobby of collecting comic books and they enjoy right. it like and who cares when they get into it how they got into it why what their passion behind it is they're still they're still going to where they need to go they still are buying them they're still you know what I mean they're, they're either they're going online or they're going on eBay or they're going to the local, local comic book store or they're you know what I mean they're so they're they're actively still going and buying what they want why you know what? What makes just because you know I read the stories and you don't? What? What does it? How does that make me a better collector or a better? You know, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like if I prefer, you know, cover B over cover A, it should I shouldn't be looked down upon in this community because I, you should just like this cover just because you want to read the story. Yes, I want to read the story, but I also want the Raphael Albuquerque fucking cover with it too. Right. You know why can't I, why why can't I just buy what I want to buy? Well, I, I mean, if I want to buy seven of the same comic book that's got different covers to it, everybody should be like, "Up, oh, that's just what he does. Who cares? Who gives a shit about that guy over there that I don't even know?" The problem is, is like I understand, like from a shop owner standpoint, the way that you have to get variants and you have to order so many copies of a certain book. And that's what people fail to understand. So a lot of these retailers are sitting on these books. So I think I, I, I could see it from a retailer standpoint and I can see it from a fan standpoint. Like if you're a retailer and someone's coming in and retailers are at fault for this, any re- I've heard a lot of bitching lately about eBay and retailers and eBay. And I, I was in, when I was in the comic shop the other day, I heard someone bitching about it and, talking about other shop owners bitching about it and stuff and like my thing is you people are hypocritical about ebay they say that ebay is this bad thing like ebay is i've heard people blame ebay for the reason that the bubble popped and that we had you know we're gonna have another crash and the reason that 
eBay lets you set your own prices, or if you can't go to your local comic shop and find that comic you're wanting, you can go to eBay and buy it, and someone can set that price I for whatever that, they want. I think that makes it great. I think that's what I think that's what makes. I think it makes it better that you can do that, because you know what you walk into you walk into your local comic book shop, and you know like like me, you know I can't get there at nine o'clock in the morning when that comic book store opens. Right. Okay. You know I can ask for it, but. You know, they can say, yeah, we can do everything we can to try, but if people buy it, people buy it. You know, I'm one of those people that, you know, even if I ask for it, there's a chance I might not get it. And it's not any reason of, of sorry, just, you know, shit happens. Their store owners are busy, comic book stores are busy, commerce is busy, you know. Right. But what it does to me is, is you know, if I walk to my local comic book store, if before eBay, before the internet stuff, you walked in there and they said, I don't have it. That was it. Right. You, unless you stumbled across it, you didn't get it. Well, like you could but go to But now you can turn around meets. and you can walk. But yeah, okay. But then even if you're going to a swap meet, you're stumbling across it. Or the dirt it. mall. I mean, but you're stumbling across right. it. Like, But even then, those people can set the price for what they want. Even if it's a shit book. Even if it's a book that, like, The Death of Superman that made, that they printed th- hundreds of thousands of copies of. You're charging an arm and a leg for this book now, and it, what, it's not worth shit today. You can find a copy of them in a, in a fucking quarter book in almost every comic book store. A book is only worth what you're willing to pay almost for it. Every, almost every fucking collector has a copy of The Death of Superman. But, I mean, but it's only what you're willing right. to pay for it, because if you aren't willing to spend $2,000 on The Walking Dead, then it's not worth it. Right, it's, exactly. It's only what you're willing to pay for a book. But, you know, you shouldn't... I, and I think store owners... They, they should have less opinion on how people collect. Okay, comic book collecting is not a necessity. No, it's okay. not. Okay, if I don't buy fucking next week's F issue of Batman, I, it's not the end of the world. Right. If I don't pay my electric bill, that's... I don't have electricity. Right. You know what I mean? So, so... Comic book store owners should be happy with anybody in the form that they come in to buy a book. They should be glad. And, you know, and I, like, I don't mind rules of, hey, you can only have two of the books till, you know, till, you know, for two days. Give everybody a chance to come in there and get it. You know, your store, your rules, that's totally great. But you shouldn't have an opinion of somebody just because of how they collect. It, it's, it should be none of your business. Well, and as I think collect as as a store owner, you should you're there to provide the service of selling a book. If you have it or don't have it, but if you don't have it, that's and you sold out of it, that's you know you're gonna have to go somewhere else. If it's eBay or or another comic book store, that's your fault for not having it. And I know they have to order in advance and they have to order certain percentages. I'm a consumer. That's not my problem. Well, I think even as even as a consumer and a shop owner, if you dare complain about the effects eBay has on the market or variants, but you have an eBay store, which all shops seem to do now, and you're taking your high price variant and slapping it up on eBay, you are right there prohibiting the customer from coming to your store to make that sale because you could get the customer that walks in right off the street and says, 
I want to buy it, but no, you're selling it on eBay or you already sold it on eBay for twice the price or whatever. Like you're, you're complaining about the process of variance, but yet you're buying into the process of variance. Like you're being a hypocrite. It's hypocritical to say, well, I don't like eBay. eBay did this and I don't, you know, I don't like people selling on eBay, but, or, and I don't like high price variants, but I do the same thing. I get my high price variants and I sell them on eBay. And I understand that shops have to make their money back on variants and that because they have to make up that difference of the books they bought. Right. But that's what they're doing. So even if they're sitting on those, they've made up their difference right. in selling the variant. That's the reason that they're selling it for more. I have to make up the difference. So what they're doing is even if they sit there and they slowly trickle out, mm-hmm. they've already sold it for to make up to make up their cost. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, right. So I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't believe people should, you should never, it doesn't matter how you collect. No. It, you should just be happy that they're there and they're collecting and they're enjoying. And, and who cares what anybody does with the right. books that they buy? It's, you know what I mean? You, who, who cares? Who cares if they put them in a box? Who cares if they, they give them to their kid and their kid rips them in half? Who cares if they turn around and they, and they, and they sell it to their buddy. Like, what's the difference between selling on eBay and selling it to your buddy that actually wanted it? To be honest with you, when I buy a variant, I buy two copies of the book. Like, when The Walking Dead had that run where they were doing the different variant covers every mm-hmm. month, I would buy two copies of the book. One variant cover, one for my box, because I plan to hang them up and frame them and hang them up in my house somewhere. Or I like the art piece, or that's one of the one I want to get signed to hang up in my house is yeah. the variant. And I, I buy the reader copy, and then I have the variant to keep for my collection. You know, my my Batman books, I have the the New 52 run. I have two sets of the Death in the Family run uh-huh. because one of them is signed and the other one's my reader copy because I don't yeah. want to fucking sign, read my signed ones and smudge them and, and everything like that. They're hanging beautifully on my wall yeah. as pieces of art. I look at them every fucking day, you know, and that's what I do with my books. Instead of slabbing them like you do, I hang them on my wall to enjoy them. But you can still do that with slab books. I have, I have absolutely no problem with people that want to slab their books. That's your own business. I have no people that just want to buy variants. That's your own. That's how you want to collect. You're spending your money, and you're going to collect the way you want to collect. Yeah. For you to walk in a shop and spend your money and have the shop owner say, no, I don't have this book, but I have the same book with a different cover. You don't want that cover, and you leave the store? That Oh, well, that's America. I mean, it's like, go, it's like, going, America. To, it's like going to the grocery store and going, you know, I really want a Mountain Dew. In the, in, the, in the store going, well, we only have squirt and this is all you can buy. Yeah, fuck you. What is this comment? If you go if you go to the store and that happens to, like, the grocery store, what do you do? You buy, you, you go somewhere else and buy it. What's the difference? Right, exactly. It's, there's... If it, you don't like the prices at one store, you go to a different store. Right. I, you know, I just... And I think it goes both ways. You know, it's just like the same person that comes in there and tries to haggle. You don't haggle at the grocery store. Right. Don't haggle at your local comic book store. Right. The only time I haggle is if it's a book, if it's an older book, and they've got it way marked up price. And I'm like, listen, dude, this is too expensive. I can buy one on eBay for this price. So either you want my money or someone else on eBay wants my money. Yeah. And I can see from the comic book shop owner standpoint where that is. Because I'm trying to play a devil's advocate. I'm trying to look at both sides of everything. And I can see where, you know you having to buy 300 copies of of a comic but nobody's going to read well like with the hip hop marvel hip hop variants you have to buy like a 300 co- a percentage of a certain book that has nothing to do with that the book of the cover you're buying but you don't have to 
you don't have to. Well, if you want to supply the people with the covers they want, you you do. But you don't. But you don't have to. Like my comic book store says, if you want a variant, you ask us. You tell us what variant you want in advance, and we'll order it for you. But we don't order variants anymore. See, I've never been told that. I've been always told that we can't get variant. We have to order a certain percentage of a book to get a variant. Not all books. Because like with Marvel, like so, if you want the the Spider-Man, like you were saying, the Spider-Man hip-hop cover variant for Spectacular that's coming out, you have to order, like, 300 copies of Howard the Duck. It's a percentage. It's not... Well, it's okay, percentage so, of a sale of, of your So you'll have, to, you'll have to buy, like, 30% of this and Howard the Duck. Or, but you don't have to. You know, hey, I'm sorry, it's, it's not cost-effective for us to do yeah. that. You know, then that's just the way it is. You right. go somewhere else. But you can't... You can't not do it and still fault them and still fault your mm-hmm. customer because people like people you know so you know what i mean so what i'm not allowed to buy that cover of my favorite artist because it's a variant yeah you know what i mean like well you, you shouldn't know. be looked down upon for it no like either you shouldn't be treated any differently in your your comic book store and you're like the store owner like, shouldn't like i asked, snicker about you or i don't i asked my local comics i asked jesse at Jesse James Comics I asked them I was like I really want the spectacular and they're like if we can get it and it's and it, if it's if it's something that we can do we will do it for you but if we can't I'm sorry but we won't be able to and I understand that's yeah. that's fine you know I cost asked, effective yeah I, I, I get it I get it I don't I don't want him to buy he shouldn't have to buy 7,000 books you know to, right. buy, to, to give me one just to give you one hip hop variant yeah I, I, I totally get it because you know what I will just go spend the extra money on the the stores that do do it yeah you know I'll just go or on eBay, eBay or, I'll just go on eBay and buy it or buy it right from well essentially what it's going to come down to is okay they're not going to buy it from your store they're not going to buy it from eBay they're going to go to Midtown or Mile High they're going to go to these other comic stores that order to get these variants and then they're going to buy them from them so it's not like, even necessarily eBay it's they're going to other comic shops online. Like you've bought a couple books from Midtown. I like buying. I like. I honestly, buying mid books from Midtown is pretty awesome. I mean, it, it takes a little bit to get them because you, you know. I mean, they're they're. You can tell that they're, they're coming busy. from New York. Yeah, and it so and it's busy. It, it takes about a week, you know, after you order them. Mm-hmm. But they, all you do is you just go online, and you just and it just shows up in the mail. I mean, it's it's very easy. It's it's nice. I like it. I. I've bought lots of actually I've bought a lot, a lot more books than I'd like to admit from Midtown. Yeah, and I've bought them from my comic shop, and I've bought them from not my Ohio, but because and a lot of they times have to retract their prices if it's too low. And a lot of times eBay offers services that your local comic shop can't offer. I can go on right now and buy pretty much any copy of Walking Dead I want, signed by Charlie Adler, no problem from a sh- from a shop mm-hmm. at cover price. You can't offer me that over here because he doesn't really come over here. You know? I mean, I... I, I can go buy the newest issue of Walking Dead, signed by Charlie Adlard, pay a little bit more money because it's coming from overseas, it's coming from Europe, but it'll be at my door, in my collection, and I have an Adlard signature, and it's verified. And there's nothing wrong with ordering online. They did all the work for me. It comes I, with a certificate I, of authenticity, and it, it's his signature. Like, they do all the work for you. Yeah. You know? It, and I, and I just don't think you should be looked down upon for that. Like you should, I don't know. It just really bugs me because I, 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 because I, I, I leave these groups that do that. I'm tired of these groups on like Facebook and everything, and 
and you know this is one of the great things about I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plug the Unpressable Defects podcast. They have a Google Plus page, mm-hmm. comic book collecting, investing, CBSI, and I'll, I'll tell you the one great thing about there is is it's it's monitored. Their moderators are great. It's it's not these you don't see these slab people who slab books suck <sighs> slab yeah. or not to slab CGC or CBC, uh, CBCS you I, you do, you know what I mean you get to just talk to other comic book fans that enjoy collecting however they happen to collect mm-hmm. and there's nobody that there's an asshole to you so if you have a genuine question hey I'm sure someone has talked about this but what about this you don't get 20 fucking asshole remarks you yeah. get genuine people going here's a great link or this is what I do like there's people with that with genuine good information mm-hmm. that are willing to talk to you about helping you collect better things to look for uh, upcoming cool covers uh, you know what I mean like yeah. and they're there not to fuck with you it's just a good community to be in Mm-hmm. And I and I see a lot of these groups. They they start good and they turn sour because it ends up being to slab or not to slab, and then you get hashtag free the book and you're stupid. You know, I see so many times people say people who slab books are morons. Why 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 would you why would you say that? Why you know, yeah? Not you don't have to always be a troll. Just you know what it, hashtag it, Kyle hates trolls. <laughs> You just don't have to be a dick all the time. You know, you really don't. Just somebody's asking a question, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, and I, I, write the, I write the same thing. What, you're about to be a dick to him? I say, I, no, I write the same thing. I said, oh. I said, you should collect how you want to collect, and nobody should be able to tell you any different. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you happy. If slabbing books makes you happy, slab. Don't do a poll about, should I slab my fucking book? Don't just just if you if you want to do it, just do it. Just do what makes you happy, because it just doesn't seem like many people are doing that anymore. Yeah, and I just don't think it's anybody else's. Play. I, I, maybe it's not my place to bitch about people who are bitching about people. Well, no, I mean, I just think ever, just just enjoy collecting, enjoy that people collect, and just talk to people about collecting. Yeah, I, I I agree to a standpoint with you. Like I said, I've tried to play devil advocate, but like I wish there was a, like you said, I wish that they could just go in and be like, all right, I want to order, I want to order fifty copies of this variant. They they could choose what variant they want to order instead of being like, oh, you have to order this many copies of this book to get this variant. Like it would be so much easier. If they could just do it like that. But I don't like I said, I don't have a problem with the way people collect. You collect but- the way you collect, man. It's whatever fits you best. The only time I'll say something is if you're a fucking savage and you don't put your fucking comics in bags and boards. If your comics are not in bags and boards and they are freely laid out, flopping around, you are a fucking savage. If, you are a savage. You know what? If you, if you want to sit with your books not bagged and board and you want to smoke two packs of cigarettes no, a day. You are a fucking savage. <laughs> that is that is like the line for me. If you do not bag and board your books, you are a fucking savage. Yeah, but then you're on the same note as, as people who plow their books suck. No, because it's it, it's taking care of the book though. Like, 
you're you're taking you're not taking care of your books like comics are an art you you cherish them like we that's something that we cherish like you you leave your books laying out i know you do but at least you bag and board them how many books do you have just freely thrown all over the place I'll be honest. If my comic book store didn't give me bags and boards, dude, they would none of them would be a bags and boards. Savage. I would be you're a, a savage. I would be a savage. You're a savage. The only reason they're all bagged and boarded is because he fucking they get bagged and board before I leave the store. You are a savage. I would be a savage. I I just I that's it. Like, I honestly, I, I, if I had to spend an extra five bucks a week to fucking buy bags and boards, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I really wouldn't. I, I don't know. I just, I would. I would because it just, I don't want to ruin them, man. You're spending so much money on them. Man, you're already finger fucking them and yeah. reading them anyway. I mean, if you don't, if you just have them all thrown out, it's like Brody says in, in fucking uh, Mall Rats, you need to put back, you need to be bagged and boarded. You know, you don't do that, you're a savage. <laughs> Like the I, comic police should come into your house and take your collection like, away from you. I don't organize my books. No, I don't do that either. I well, I do do that. I lie. Yeah. I don't organize them. I don't fucking. There's no rhyme or reason. Actually, I've said this a hundred times before. My rhyme or reason is once it's about a two foot stack, I take that two foot stack and I put it in a box. Yeah. And then when I like right now, I, I sent a picture to. I think I sent a picture to Lance the other day. I have like one, two, three, four, five. I think I have five stacks of comics. They're about this high. They're just on top of all my <laughs> books. Like, like there's one stack I have that it's about. I would say we're probably. It's it's probably yeah. It's probably two foot high. Maybe a little bit taller, of just books. Like, I don't know. But they're all bad. Yes, all my books are fucking bagged and boarded. Every last... No, there's a bunch that aren't. Sometimes they aren't. Sometimes they're, there's two of them stuffed in a bag and board. Sometimes they're back-to-back. Well, I do that, too. I Like, I'll back-to-back them, especially on, like, top loaders, I'll back-to-back them. But I just think if you're not going to take care... If you're going to spend all that money and not take care of those books, you're a savage. <laughs> See, like... What would you do? Okay, hypothetical question. Someone, you see a Hulk 181 sitting there. See? Oh, but that, that's not bad. They're, most of those are fucking graded books. None of these are graded. Oh, it looks like from this one here. Okay. Okay, yeah, closer up. All right. Yeah, it's, that's not that bad. That's fine. At least they're stacked up nicely. They're not laying all over the place. You, you go to a convention, okay? Uh-huh. Someone has a fresh, a nice copy of Hulk 181 sitting out unbagged. Some little troll comes by with fucking Cheeto fingers. Some little troll. Comes by with Cheeto fingers and picks that bitch up. What is your first response? I would cringe. Yes. And you would be Not just that, but you'd be like, why is that in a bag and board? That's different. It's a $2,000 book. I'm just saying. Like... It's the difference between the $2,99 It's just like the people nowadays that, you know, you see the copies of Spider-Man 121 or Amazing Fantasy 15 that were rolled up. Or but the reason that those books are so... How many people's dads smashed a fly with a copy of Superman number one, you know? But the reason those books are so important is because people didn't bag and board them. Yeah. That's why the... What, what makes things... 
the way they are is because of the amount there are. If there's yeah. if there's if there was fucking a hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand amazing Spider-Man number ones, they wouldn't be. I'm just mm, no. Too much can happen. If you I don't mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I I would say ninety eight percent of my comic book collection is bagged and boarded. I mean, I don't mean to offend anybody out there. If you if you collect comics and you don't bag and board them, I don't I don't mean to offend you. But in my personal opinion, you're a fucking savage. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be offensive. You're just a fucking savage. I mean, it's just like the people that smoke with all their books on their table. Yeah. They just smell like smoke. I don't know. Oof. Oof, uh, I, I believe that's what makes you happy when you collect is leaving them on your table with all the bags and boards. You know what? I bought a collection. Brian and I bought a collection point, from you might a guy. Just wipe your ass with them and throw them in the tr- in the garbage. The guy didn't board. He put them in bags, but he didn't board any of them. Ugh. Not one was boarded. And you know what? His fucking combo collection was pristine, except for the ones that rolled and, and folded in half. Well, that means he probably just put them in the box afterwards and left them and never touched them again. Yeah. Like we got a New Mutants '98 out of it, and I think it came back a nine, a nine four. Nice. It was never bagged and boarded. It was bagged. It was never boarded. Savage. Savage. His whole collection was like uh, that. You couldn't afford to cut up some kind of cardboard to stick in there? Like, but you don't want to just stick up any cardboard. Uh, you know, because you see all those old comics that has the imprint of the, bo- the book on the board because it was a shitty board that they used. Yeah. So then it's got that fucking advertisement from the fucking... That was on the back of the, you know, comic book then. No, no, sir. I cringe. I cringe. Like like they say you should rebag and board your books like every like four or five years. I don't do that. I don't do that at all. There's a guy out there going, you fucking savage. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably. But at least mine go on a bag and board. I mean, all mine are bag and boarded. 99%. They're not fucking Cheeto fingered. (laughs) Some of mine are. How many years are Cheeto fingers? No. Do you read yours on the toilet? No, I do not. No? Nope. I do not read my books on the toilet. No? Nope. Not once. Not once. That is not my style. You don't sit and poop and read. What, what happens if you have a rip stinks moment? You're wiping your bum and your fucking, your, your finger rips through the paper and you got a little poo on there and then you're like, oh no, I didn't notice it. And you go pick your comic. Now your comic's got poo on it. Got the poo on my book. Yeah, you got the poo on your comic. Get the fucking poo. You just don't notice it and you're Wash like, your fucking hands Before you pick your comic book back up I'm You know Most people don't wash their hands At their house I, I doubt it I do Yeah Especially after I deuce Well after I deuce I do too But I, I'm sure there's a lot of people That are just like Oh well I'm just gonna go about my day You know You uh-huh. know You deuce You get a little rippage And there's a little poo on your finger Yeah. Then, de- then you definitely <laughs> wash your hands But maybe you don't notice it Maybe it's a little bit on your like middle finger. Or you something. you know your finger ripped through the toilet paper and touched your butthole. There's a little bit you, on your, you, the top of your finger there. You you know when your finger touches your butthole. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Well, maybe it's not a butt. Maybe it's a, maybe it's just a fucking uh, a hanging chad there, or a fucking uh, what do they call those? Um, a Klingon. A Klingon or Dingleberry, <laughs> and you just fucking swipe it, and there's a little poo on there. And now you go pick up your book. Now you got a poo stain. You wash your hand. You got a little poo stain there. Okay, everybody, wash your hands after you poop and read your comics. Wash your hands. Turn the page. Turn the page. Wash your hands. I got those that's books the best like thing, Sheldon. That's the best thing that Filbert from Rocco's Modern Life ever taught you. You turn the page. You wash your hands. You turn the page. <laughs> you wash your hands. I just wear those little disposable gloves. There you go. The little white gloves. Mm-hmm, like Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> the little presenter gloves. But all right, 
that that, was, that's my that was my I'm just it just frustrates me to like I leave groups on Facebook because of it you're a collector that likes to collect the way you like to collect and you don't want to be told how to collect I, I just I'm I'm not buying their even if I bought their books for them I don't give a fuck what they do with them but people work hard to buy the things that they buy comic books are a luxury yeah they're through and through a luxury if it's between fucking eating lunch and buying a comic book what are you doing eating lunch you're eating well lunch. I don't know I'm probably gonna buy a comic book I don't need to eat lunch <laughs> I mean, I've had enough lunch in my well, lifetime. I mean, I can, I can hibernate, too, and still be okay, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, if it's between my car payment and buying fucking... Your car payment, hands down. I'm, yeah. making, I'm making a car payment. I'm uh, not buying... Understandable. So if somebody is willing to come in and buy books from you, you should be grateful. I agree. Because that means what most people's little money that they have, what they're choosing to do with it is walk into your store and buy a comic book with it. You should be fucking thankful that they did it, and you should be happy that they did it. Yeah. And you shouldn't care how or why they came in to buy it. You should just be glad that that's what they decided to do with the money that they worked, however they worked. I don't care what your job is. You had to work your ass off to do it because all jobs suck. Right. <laughs> so you should be happy that, that's, that they busted their ass however they did it. And they walk in with what little extra money that they have after their bills. To spend at your store. And they spend it at your stores. Thank you. Thank you. You should be... And it shouldn't be a fake thank you because that's business. You, It should be... You should, it, you should be honestly grateful that they came in. I don't care if they're a fucking flipper. I don't care if they're fucking speculator I don't care if they're the average fanboy I don't care if they're fucking just wanting to buy a variant I don't care if they just want the fucking the crank up car window I don't fucking care you should be happy that they came in and they spent their money at your store I agree and I and I think I think if you lose sight of that then you should focus that's what I but you know what? I'm not a comic book store owner, so I only see it as the consumer. You know what I mean? I, I've never, I've never like had to get up in the morning and go, okay, I have to sell comic books to pay my rent. You know what I mean? I haven't had to do that. Maybe my view is askewed because of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm slowly looking at it as a consumer. Yeah. But, but I mean, I. I understand where you're coming from, but like I said, I'm, I'm trying to look at it as devil advocate and play both sides and see the comic book store owner side of things too. But I, and I agree to a point, but what irks me is when you start complaining about eBay or complaining about variants and how people want to buy. As a comic like book that. store owner, your eBay should be, e- eBay should be an asset. Right. You know, and, and I get, you don't want to put everything on eBay so that the person walking in doesn't buy it. But you, with with selling online, you have opened yourself up to so many customers. You have so many mm-hmm. customers, so that you can you're selling that much more stuff. Even if you have to, you know, even if there's a fluctuation in the market of prices of books, it it doesn't matter because you you still have that customer. And if you're buying, you know, and and store owners they're not buying 
And they have a lot of overhead. They have to... And I, I totally understand that they have to... Okay, I think this is... I think this many books are going to sell, and I need to at least get this many books. And I get that you have to project out, and sometimes you don't project out right, because things get hot four days before they come out, and you ordered it 60 days ago. And to say, like, to down... To, to bad talk... The speculative, the speculative people, and the fan, the speculative fanboys, they drive your business. Because otherwise, maybe someone's not coming to your store looking for that, you know, copy of um, Action Comics four hundred five. You know, maybe someone's not coming looking for that that new image book that's coming out. They drive your business, so you're gonna have someone come to that store. You're getting a sale because of it. Everybody who buys comics for whatever reason is driving your sales. Yes. So, like, you shouldn't bad talk anyone in the industry. Like, there's no reason to bad talk speculative people. There's no reason to bad talk, like, people who, who slab your books. Like, that's stupid. Honestly, that's more protected than banging and boarding. Because if there's a flood or something happens, you're more likely to be able to recover your books. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's the, the way of the land. Like, everyone has their own way of doing it, but everyone also thinks that their way is right. And it's like... You walk in anything, you walk into a grocery store, you walk in anywhere, and, you know, three people have their way of doing it, and everyone thinks it's right, but everyone's telling you you should do it a different way. You know, so... I just do it the way I want to do it, and exactly. I, I just That's don't. your collection. You Why do you care? But I do stick by my comment that if you do not at least bag and board your books, you are a savage. <laughs> I say whatever you do with your books after you buy them is your business. But, um... All right. Let's well, this. yeah. You bought the motherfuckers. Who cares what you do with it? That's what I say. You know, I, I'm just, I mean, I'm saying that for a collector's standpoint, if you're trying to resell, if you don't bag and board your comics, you're a savage. But really, honestly, all joking aside, you bought the motherfuckers. So what do you care? Do whatever you want. Right. Enjoy it. Just you en- fucking, enjoy it how you, what makes you happy to enjoy it. If, you want to wipe your ass with it? Go for it. You know, if, if you want to, you want to read it in the shower, be my guest. Yeah, whatever you want to do. You, with if it. you can't go swimming without that copy of Batman number one in your pocket, that's that's your own fucking business. You know what? If people want to buy five copies of it, buy five copies. Buy five copies of it. Kyle will tell you to buy five copies of a book you don't even need five copies of. Hey, for, <laughs> and you know what? I never said I was a good speculator. No, I'm fucking. I don't. I don't have the money to do that. Right. <laughs> Speculation. Yeah, dead expensive. You, you you have to invest. Very today. very expensive. And you know, it's just—I don't know. Very, very. And I'm far too lazy to look at how things progress and upcoming trends, and I have too much other stuff I do to do that. And yeah, that—that's just—that's my—that's my public service announcement, I guess. It just—it just frustrates me. The more you know. Pretty much. I just... <laughs> it's all right. I, under, I understand where you're coming from. I agree with you to a certain point, and then I can see the... Like, I can see both sides of it, but I think one side shit-talking the other side isn't a smart idea. I th- I think if, if what you do is you supply customers with yeah. a thing, then you should never... If I was a store owner, that would be my attitude. If someone walked in... If you walked in my store and you grabbed a copy of New Mutants 98 and you paid me $300 for it and you stood in front of me and went and ripped it in half and then threw it in the air like fucking confetti like your Post Malone and, you know, congratulations, fucking confetti's falling down everywhere, I'd be like, 
congratulations, dumbass. You bought it. You can do whatever you want with it. And I'd walk in the back because I'm counting your 300 bucks. I just even even books that are two ninety nine. If somebody wants to buy a couple of issues, let them buy a couple. Right. You shouldn't. I don't know. I just I think as as a business owner, you should never. You're, you're providing something for somebody. Yeah. And you I should, agree. And that's what you're there to do. That's what you've chosen. You wanted to do. Just sell it to them. Don't yeah. don't don't get down on them for it. Don't don't. You know, don't they're not a bad person because of it. Oh, they're terrible person. Terrible people because of it. Terrible. You're all terrible people because of it. But just do whatever makes you happy. If you buy a variant, you are a terrible person. And you know what? If fucking rip it on other collectors is what makes you happy, then I guess fuck it. I don't know. I just don't I just don't think anybody should get down on somebody for how somebody else collects. Yeah. I'll they're enjoying it the way they want to enjoy it. I agree with that. Let's review some fucking comics. Let's books. review some fucking comics. God damn, Kyle. You ranted for almost an hour about I, that. I, did I really? Yeah. You no, sure did. Nobody's even listening to us anymore. No, they shut it off a lot. Are you kidding me? They shut it off after Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody's listening anymore. Um, I'll start. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start with uh, it's an image number one. It's a regression. So, what this book is, is I got this cool one that's like purplish, with the dude's got a whole bunch of maggots on his face. Side note, I wanted to buy that book, but my comic shop was out because I didn't order enough. It'll probably be in my box next week. That'd be cool. This is a regression. It's a story by Unless Colin Bunn, arts by Danny Lucret. And the colors and letters are by Mary Enger. Unless your review of this book makes me think it sucks, and then I won't buy it. So this book opens up with... It's like a chick is, like, laying down, and she's naked. But oh, sold. You only see, like, some side boob, though. Oh. And it turns it turns bad soon. And she's they're like, the stink of your sweat, the trembling of your soft flesh. They betray your pain and fear, your longing. I am jealous of you. The memory of my own awakening is distant, but yet it is yet sweet. And how precious. And, like, they slice her open, and there's, like, it says, those moments just after the release, and it's nothing but maggots and flies coming out of her stomach. Ugh. And that's, like, how the book opens up. And then it switches to, like, modern day, where there's a dude, he's chilling at a party, and everybody he's looking at has, like, maggots and caterpillars and and uh, fucking millipedes and shit crawling out of their mouths and in their eyes and shit. Yeah. And he's like, he's like freaking out. And, uh, he's like throwing up about it. Like he's, you know I mean? Like you see locusts everywhere and fucking the dude's drinking a beer and it's, it's nothing but maggots coming out of the beer. And so that he's talking to his friend and he's like, she's like, the nightmares are back, huh? And he's like, yeah, I just can't, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't, I don't, I just can't understand. He said, people think you're junking. He's like, you know, she's like, I know you're not. And, uh, and he's like, you know, just get out of here. He's like, but I got a friend that I think you should meet. He might be able to help. And he's like, well, I don't know. And what he is, is he's a hypnotist. So they end up going to like his, his show. He's like, one of those. You're a vendor hypnotist? Yes. Does it work? No. I think it's a crock shit. I've never actually tried to be hypnotized, but I've gone yeah. and seen, like, 
like people do it. The hypnot- I don't believe in it. I don't think. No. I don't think you can be hypnotized. I think they're part of the act. You know, I, th- I don't think they're part of the, of the act, but I think they're they're playing the part. Mm-hmm. They're doing. You know what I mean? Like you know how when you engross into something and you become, you know what I mean? Like it, it's almost like, you know, like you build up to go see Guardians of the Galaxy and you, you've got this feeling about it. I think it's the same thing with hypnotists. I think it's... Okay, you just buy into it. You're just, you're just, yeah, you're just, you know what I mean? If, if you concentrate hard enough on anything, you know what I mean? Like, if I concentrate hard enough since somebody telling me... So you're, you're telling me if I concentrate hard enough that I'm going to get a million dollars tomorrow, it's going to fucking happen. No, I'm just saying if you, if you concentrate hard enough on somebody telling you to relax, you know what you're going to do? Flip them off. You're going to fucking, you know what? You're going to relax... You're sitting on a cloud and you're floating. Yeah, that's true. I, and, I understand. What you're and saying. you're weightless. And if you sit there and you think of those things, of course you're going to feel lighter. You're going to yeah. feel better. It's, it's it's the power of suggestion. Yeah. So what they're doing is, um, and that's what he's sitting there and he's like, "Really, you brought me to a fucking hypnotist? You you know this is fucking? I don't believe in this reincarnation bullshit. You know I don't believe in, you know." You know he's like, "I pretty much I think I need to be psychoanalyzed. I don't think I need to be hypnotized." The power of Christ compels you. So what happens is they, t- they talk to the guy, and he's like, the, the, the show's over. It's after the show, and he's like, um, he's like, you know, based on what you've told me, these nightmares, these hallucinations, he's like, I think you might, what will help you is regression therapy. He's like, regression? He's like, what does that even mean, you know? He says, I'm going to use hypnosis to look into your past. Ooh. And the guy's like, well, I'm not sure, I don't know. And the guy's like, indulge me. Give it a try. So he's like, okay, I'll do it. And he's, you know, I want you to imagine that you're descending down a flight of stairs. With every step, you're growing more and more relaxed. And all your worries and concerns are cast away, left beside you. He says, you're empty now. You're totally relaxed. And then it flips the page. And it, like, it shows him, like, in these past lives. Like, he's like. Oh, I like that art. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually pretty cool. And it's like, it's showing, you know, like a dude being hung and it shows him all fucking bloodied and fucked up. It's, it's showing this weird guy with a knife drinking blood and shows him like, it looks like it's like three or four past lives that there's maybe four past lives. Oops. That they're showing him. Dink. Doot. That, that means to turn the page. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he snaps back and he's like, see, hypnosis doesn't work. And they're like, what do you mean doesn't work? He's like, you were fucking hypnotized. And the dude's like, What? Did you learn anything? He's like, no, it's complicated, but we've realized that that we can uh, we can we can figure out what's going on. I can I can, you know we can we can work through this. And he's like, you know, it's worth exploring. Let's do it. And he gives him a card, and he's like, all right. He's still a little on the fence about it, but you know, like, so he gets home and he's asleep, and then like there's like this weird hand that like, grabs him, and. Uh, and it's like this weird fucking old dude with blood and shit on him. And he's fucking, he's like, oh, whimper, oh, shudder. And now be still. And he's like, he's got a knife and he fucking stabs a dude in the stomach with it. Damn. And he fucking, and you can see like this crazy, like, creature coming out of his fucking, oh, out shit. of his ribs. That's dope. And he fucking wakes up all freaked out, you know, and he looks down and he's okay. And he's like, oh, fuck you know what, maybe I do need this hypnotist, dude. I'm going to call him, and the dude's not answering his phone. And, he, and it pans over to him, man, and somebody's fucking taken, they, they fucking, they carved him. him, and they've carved uh, him and killed him, the hypnotist. Damn. And that's where this book ends. So it was actually like... That's interesting. 
yeah, it's 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 actually like a. It was actually really an interesting issue one. It didn't. Uh, it was one of those issue ones that really sucked you in. It really gave you. It didn't try to cram way too much into it to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? That you almost get lost. Yeah. So it was actually pretty cool. I'm glad I picked it up. I even picked up a variant. Ooh. Because I fucking liked the cover. Yeah. There was like three covers there, and I thought this one was fucking cool. So I bought it. Nice. Because I fucking can. <laughs> that's played. But no, it's pretty cool. I give it a, I give it an eight. It was a pretty good. That should. That's going to be. We're going to make you a shirt that says that. Kyle, I buy variants because I fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the new shirt. It's just we're gonna take a really good cool picture of you in like an action pose, like a little suit with the American flag behind you, and it just says, "I buy variants because I fucking can." That's my dick shirt. Yep. <laughs> that'll go along. That'll go along with your "I'm a dickhead" shirt. Uh, Speaking of dickheads, do you want me to review Titans? Let's do it. I didn't get. Ch- I didn't get to read that one. So. Teen t- or sorry, not Teen Titans. Titans Eleven: The Lazarus Contract. This is the first issue in a new story arc that is going to include Deathstroke. This is going to cross over between Titan, Teen Titans, Titans, and Deathstroke. Um, it opens up with the Teen Titans fighting Ravenger. If you do not know, Ravenger is Slade Wilson's son. Mm-hmm. Or a.k.a. Deathstroke's son. They are fighting Ravager. Ravager has single-handedly destroyed, dismantled, and dismembered the Titans until all of a sudden something happens and he just starts screaming about his something chest. Something happens and he feels weird down there. Yep. And they show him on the doll where they touched him. <laughs> no, but he gets a he screams and he clutches his chest falling to the ground. Kid Flash races to him to see what's going on. And because of the um, because of something that the Hive did to him he is dying of a heart attack. Destro grabs him, unmasks him, and says that the Titans will pay for what they have done. We flash forward to Los Angeles. Now, well, three days ago, Slade Wilson is just waking up. If you're reading Deathstroke 2 through 18, you know that Slade Wilson has now become blind. And he goes and he has a corneal transplant surgery to be able to see. He wastes no time getting back to work, putting on his Deathstroke outfit. It then cuts back to the Titans fighting a bunch of androids on a rooftop that they think are agents of Hive, but they turn out to not be agents of Hive. They beat them all up, and the guy, their dick is interrogating one of them, and he just says, you know, we were just paid, man. I don't know who who the Hive are, nothing like that. The dude just paid us to stall you, and he said his name was Lazarus. Then they cut to Wally West, and they realize Wally is gone. Wally has disappeared and it cuts to Wally and he is entrapped on the cosmic treadmill. Oh, that looks fucking cool. And someone is in- interrogating him. And That's Brett Booth drawing that, isn't it? And, uh, and, yes, it and is. Norm is inking yep. it, right? Yep. And he is on the cosmic treadmill locked in there and he's being asked questions. And every time he tries to refuse a question, he gets shocked and he blurts out the answer. And he's like, I don't know why you're doing this or who's doing it. And then he catches on. He's like, wait, that voice, that sounds familiar. It's Deathstroke Slade Wilson. Oh, fucking cool. He's got Wally West I'm to read it captured. He has captured the new Flash. He's then since interrogating him, and he wants to offer the Flash a contract, a deal of sorts. 
to where if Wally West takes him back in time to help him save Ravager's life, he will forever give up being Deathstroke. He will never be... What are you doing? Nothing. He will never be Deathstroke again. He will never kill again. <laughs> Not another contract. Nothing. What? You're just like, what are you doing? He will never be Deathstroke again. Wally rejects him and says, I can't do that. He's like, listen, I've... I've I have fought my own inner demons about this. I was trapped in the speed force. You know, my life was in shambles. Everything I, everyone I loved is gone. Nothing is left for me. If I don't go back, if I fight that urge every day to go back in time to fix my life, what makes you think I'm going to go back in time to fix yours? And Slade Wilson lets him go. And he's like, and, and Wally kind of breaks free from it and attacks Slade. And he was like, you, uh, what is so funny? Look at this video. I'll have to post it on. Look, it's like this dude says, how to run from the cops. Oh. <laughs> He's got like a, like a, it looks like an air duct and he fucking runs and he puts it on and he fucking like 90s to the uh, the wall. So it looks like he's fucking an <laughs> <a> air duct. <laughs> um, so hilarious. He, he breaks free and uh, he's like, I'm not going to help you Slade no matter, no matter how badly I want to. And Slade says, I figured he's like, no matter I've got what I need from you and I secured a contingency plan. And, and then you see Wally and he's all shocked and it reveals that he also has Kid Flash hooked up to one of them. And Kid Flash says, you're Wally West, but I'm Wally West. Oh, man, I'm going to have to fucking get How can shit. you be Wally West? And it's going to be continued next week in Teen Titans number eight. So come back next week to hear our review of Teen Titans number eight. So that way you know what happens to Kid Flash, a.k.a. the black Wally West. <laughs> I give this book an 8.5. Sounds good. What I'm did you to- give progression? A regression, sorry. Uh, I gave it an eight. A five. Good, good story arc. Anything Teen Titans with Slade Wilson in it is go is solid, and that's a solid start to the series. I was shocked to see that he had Kid Flash there. Shocked. I guess I'll do Weapon X three. I'm not sure about this book. Well, you're already at three issues in. So they're doing exactly what I thought they were gonna do. To introduce everybody, they're uh, they've pretty much given everybody a they're giving everybody a book. So now we're to so it picks up with uh, Logan and Sabretooth. They're like eating in a diner, and that the they fucking uh, like the fucking machines that are hunting them are like you know right behind them. And they're like, you know, they may be us, but they still can't. They don't have our skills. You know what I mean? They're like, but let's go. And he's like, Saber just goes to a gun store and he's like, yeah, can I help you boys with something? And then Saber is like, yeah, man, you got a lot of nice stuff here, but I want some, a little bit bigger. He's like, bigger than an AR-15? He's like, lots bigger. He's like, I could help you there, but there's usually a lot of paperwork. He's like, here, I got all the paper you need. And he fucking had you like a stack of money. And it shows him walking out with fucking duffel bags of guns. Uh huh. And then it switches over to uh, Domino, and she's like surfing on the uh, on the water, like on a boat, and she's diving and having a good time, and it's all happy. And then the, it, she doesn't know it yet, but two of the 
machines, you know, covered in human skin have showed up. And they're like, hey, how do we get to the shore? And she's like, you're pretty close to it. It's right there. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're stupid. And then they attack her. And then they're like watching her the, back at their headquarters of where the machines are. They're watching her and they're like, they're talking about, look, look at her go. And she's like creating her own luck. And, you know, and she's like, you know, she kind of fucks him up a little bit. And and they come back after her and, and fucking, uh, and then just as she's about to get fucking overpowered by the machines, Sabretooth and Logan show up and Sabretooth's got a bazooka and he blows them up. With oh, a with a bazooka? <laughs> yeah, like, it's fucking, see? Jesus. So, so Logan's like on a speedboat. Whoa, I like that lady. Is that Domino? Yeah. Yeah, she's drawn really fucking cool. Look. Yeah, she is. Let me go back to the beginning. I like of the her. I like the pixie cut. Like that, I really like how they draw her. Yeah, she's drawn really well. Yeah, and uh, and then it, they they end up destroying the fucking, and they're like, ah, shit, you know, these things are expensive, and they're cut. You know, it's just putting together the team, and they're like, now they're knowing that they have to try harder. You know. And now they know how they, they really, they, they, they want them because they're trying to build this ultimate machine. They're trying to put, you know, like the healing factors and stuff. They want the machines to heal. And it says, you know what we need? We need something else. We need something incredible. And fucking, we need the Hulk. Uh, and, and it's it, the current Hulk. Yep. And they're going to, I guess they're going to the send. Amadeus Cho Hulk. They're going to send the current Hulk to fight Sabretooth, Domino, and Logan. Oh, shit. Yeah, and that's where that one kind of ended. So that's not gonna end well for uh, Amadeus Cho. Amadeus, Amadeus. So I mean, it's not Amadeus. Like, I keep reading it. And I think all three issues now. I've said I don't know about this book, but I've bought them three in a row. So might as well keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna at least give it to five. I'm gonna give it to five. You said last time. You said you're gonna give it until at least the, the team is all finally together. So. And it's all we're almost there. You're almost there. We're almost there. But it wasn't bad. I keep hitting the fucking microphone, and uh, I did it again. I guess I shouldn't close my eyes. But I give that one a seven, five, seven, seven. Hey, nice, nice. Nice. It wasn't too great. It was. They're using each issue to introduce everybody, so. Domino looks sexy on the cover. Right? That is not a variant. No. No about variants the for regular Kyle. cover for this no one. No variants of Kyle. Kyle just watched and said, give me this book. <laughs> that was the cover that I wanted. Yeah. So I bought it. There you go. Uh, Emphasis on your wants. Let's see. I will do Black Cloud. Black Cloud? Black Cloud number two. Oh, Cloud. Remember the last time I read this was the chick that she could... She, could jump between like a different alternate reality yeah and she was kind of like and she had like magic and in this time with what's normal to us she's like this poor popper like street beggar Uh, and stuff and then she goes into this other riffraff and remember the uh, I think like I don't buy that this guy was he's running for office and his 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 name Donald J. Trump yeah and his kid is kind of like a drug addict and kind of a nuisance so she's he got her to take him to that other world and that's kind of where we're at right now that was a great synopsis a great rundown <laughs> and where it ends up is is the 
the senator guy running for office is with his uh, and all look his campaign is dream huge so all they're all dream wearing, huge they're all wearing hats <laughs> that say dream huge and buttons that say huge huge but uh dream huge so you can tell where they got their influence from that right so what it is is the wife comes up to this guy the senator guy running for office she's like where's our son what the fuck did you do with him He's like, you need to fucking figure this out. And like, uh, he's like, nothing. He just does his thing. He's just gone. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so another lady's like, here, he's been taken to, a, you know, a suite off the books, you know, done with money. And that's where he's at. And then it flips over to like the, uh, the chick that could bounce between them and took the guy to the alternate universe. Yeah. Like she gets like like violently like ripped back into normal mm-hmm. and she's like staggering and she doesn't know where she's at and she had a bad like re-entry back to this reality sounds like, like my friday night right <laughs> that's not Ba-do-pa. true because i don't leave my house <laughs> hey <Ba-do-pa. laughs> and uh what happened that's not true i do leave my house i just don't leave to go drink with a dollar sign jose right you gotta you know cut it off somewhere yep um <laughs> we all have our limits <laughs> So what happened was she's back and now she's trying to figure it out. And what happens is the, the kid, the senator's kid, is still locked in the other universe. She has been somehow something has happened to where she can't bounce back and forth now like she used to. They have like revoked her privileges of uh, being able to do that. So what this episode is, she's like issue. Yes, this issue is, <laughs> is is she's trying to figure out how to get back, and you know like she's kind of tripping out and she's trying to figure it out and she uh, and they've introduced a couple characters which I still haven't figured out what their point is yet but it's kind of like this banter between this dude and this chick and they're kind of just like sitting there it's they're just kind of bantering about I I, I don't know I, I'm assuming it's going to come back around and make sense. And what it is, is is the chick that's been banned from the other universe. She has to get back to get the kid, you know, because he's fucking stuck there and they don't know what's, she doesn't know what's going on with him. So she goes to find somebody that she used to know from her past. Uh-huh. And the chick's like, yeah, we've had our shit in the, you know, like in the back in the day, we've made some dumb choices and stuff. But he's, she's like, I'm not letting you, I'm not going to give you the power to, to, jump back and forth like you used to you've you've used and abused that power you think you're greater than anybody you're gonna have to do it the old school ways and you're gonna have to figure out how to remember how to do it uh-oh and it's, so what as it says you know the old ways but you don't want to you think you deserve the place maybe there's nothing to lose so maybe you should just do it so and then what she ends up doing is she ends up going like into the bay or into the river uh-huh and it's like it's kind of like glowing and she's like you know, and she's like walking off into this, and I don't know if it's a portal. I don't know what it is, and it ends up saying a porn, a porno, a porno baby. Uh, she's walking off into a porno. It happens, and uh, it never happens. <laughs> it never happens, and it says and the last thing of the book is you ever stop to think that maybe both of these worlds are better off without you. And she's like walking off into the like oh, river, no. and that's kind of where it ended. It's the first issue was pretty good. I think this one was a little. Uh, I think this one fell a little flat for me. Yeah. 
I think it bounced around a little too much. And uh, so I gave it a 6.5. I'm going to give it a couple more because it is Jason Latour. So, I mean, it might be worth to hang on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and see if it pans out. But I'll probably give it. I'll probably give it till, you know, Magic Issue Five. Magic Issue <laughs> Five. I really, dude. I really like that cover for Detective that you got. That's the Albuquerque cover. That's a badass fucking cover. Yep, I I settled for the other cover. Yeah. I got the cover that I wanted. Got cover B. Got cover B. Dude, dude. Do you ever read previews to know what covers are coming out? How do you know what covers are coming out? You just look online. Uh-huh. You look, I like that cover. I like cover. And he B. does all the cover B's to Detective. Ah. Yeah, so. that's that's awesome. That's an awesome cover. It looks like better. It, it, looks better than my janky cover A. <laughs> yeah, I see. And I like at my comic book store at Jesse's. He, he's awesome. I just wrote down if there's a Raphael Albuquerque cover, just put it in my box mm-hmm. and I'll buy it because I like Raphael Albuquerque. Like, so now I have a bunch of fucking Star Wars comics. I don't read Star Wars comics, but Raphael Albuquerque does. I think he does Darth Maul. Yeah. I don't even know what he's doing. I know (laughs) the Star Wars comic, and I know he does the covers. (laughs) And you know what? I've paid a little bit more than I want to do for a couple variants of his. You know, like, it, but it's in my box. I asked him for it. Yeah. So if it's 10 bucks, I buy it because you know what? Don't buy variants, Kyle. I I asked him if it's a Raphael Albuquerque cover, put it in my box. Yeah. So, fuck it. What's next? Detective? Uh, we do Old Man Logan. Well, you make that call. I don't care because you're doing the next one because I did the last two. <laughs> so um, fuck which one you do. Let's see. I don't care which one of those two you do because you're doing both of them. So I'm not doing... You're going to partake. That's the whole point of <laughs> books that we read together is to partake, not just one of us do one <laughs> and the other one not. <laughs> Do uh, detective. Detective. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. Hold on. By all means, finish your text message. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> um, Batman Detective Comics. Hey, at least I'm not watching videos of dude pretending to be a fucking pipe. That shit was fucking all funny. Right? At least I'm not doing videos of people pretending to be a fucking pipe. That shit. Hey, I said that people i'm sure you did if only people could see the many videos you send to people <laughs> anyways that shit was fucking funny detective dude. comics 956 the league of shadows the final issue hopefully the final issue of well of this arc yeah um so it picks off picks off <laughs> it picks up starting off with cassandra kane facing off against her mom and then Batgirl's dad is about to launch a strike on Gotham City. And uh, Clayface is... Bat- Batwoman is fighting along with Az- Azriel and Batwing. And she reopens her wounds. And Clayface, Clayface takes her underground to try and get her out of there. And uh, Batman and Cassandra are still facing off against her mom. Well, her mom. Yep. While Batwing and Azazel are fighting all of the other League of Shadows, um, they're they're moving through the sewers and they're finding all the uh, sorry, Batwoman and Clayface are moving through yeah. the sewers and they're seeing all the bodies of the dispatched 
League of Shadows members that Cassandra Cain had already beat up. She fucked them up. Yes, she did. And they're about to drone. But she didn't kill them. No, she did not. She's about to drone. They're about to drone strike her, I should say, that um, Batwoman's dad is about to drop a drone strike on them all. And that's when he realizes, wait, they're still alive down there. He, she didn't kill them. And he tries to call off the drone stroke. Or stroke. The drone strike. Because <laughs> um, he's not here. Yeah. Cassandra and her mom continue fighting. And they finally call off the drone strike. And um, out of nowhere, she starts to have a flashback about Rachel Ghoul. And then he shows up. You see Cassandra's mom get shot. And Cassandra screams out, no. And then Rachel Ghoul shows up with a sniper rifle. And he's like, my dear detectives, you've done marvelous work. But I feel I've earned the final shot. It was my dog that went rabid after all. And then Batman kind of has... Cassandra kind of freaks out and Batman grabs her and um, Batman kind of has this conversation with Ra- with Raish and he's like I want you to understand something Raish you've Raish. let me yep you let me um, you let me glimpse something here that I didn't think you wanted me to see this isn't over so you say Raish replies and and uh, Cassandra's mom calls her and she crawls over there and she whispers something in her ear like you can't you can't even make it out. Yeah, you can't make it up. It's, it's A D F T G F D A F S S E A F H K F U C K. And she's like, "Do you understand?" I don't fucking understand, but apparently Cassandra understood. And she's like, "Good," and then dies. And then Batman um, says to her, or says to Raish, he's like. Um, He's like, uh, he calls his bats down and, and tells him to grab the woman's corpse. And Ray says, there are ways to make the dead speak. I need to understand what she put in motion here. Motion in the ocean. And Cassandra looks pissed off and Ray says, like, such fury in those eyes. I do hope I'll be seeing you again soon. And everyone takes off and Batman asks Cassandra if she's all right. And she says, yes, I, I think so. And uh, then it cuts to a week later. They're getting ready to go. Batwoman and Batman are getting ready to go to the opera um, and Batman pretty much says that you know we have to find your father we can't let him go then there's a war coming and we're not prepared for it and Batwoman's like this city still has a mess I, uh, I sent Azazel Batman, er, Batwing and Clayface out to patrol I don't think I've seen this tension in the streets and this high since zero year it's like uh, the city can tell when something really terrible almost happened but they didn't understand what it was. And Batman's like, I know that feeling. He's like, we need to find your father. He's more connected to all of this than we ever know. And he's like, um, there's a war coming. And he's like, I need to get the one thing that I swore I would never use ever again in my life. His penis. <laughs> he's like, I tried to become part of a world in which I didn't belong. Um, tried to use a weapon I should never have touched. And he's like, magic, Kate. That's what Ra- that's what Ray used against me, and it's the weapon I'll need against him. Oh shit! And the shit. next issue is called Spoiler Alert. I, I think Spoiler. my favorite part of that issue was uh, when Cassandra starts fucking her mom up. Yeah. Like she starts going to fucking town on her. Yeah, she her does. Ass. I, I wish I had a sweet Raphael Albuquerque cover. It's fucking cool. Looking into it. It is. Wish I had a sweet cover, Kyle. You know, you know what I really want to do with this cover? Because I like it. Get it signed and fucking graded. 
that's uh that's a good one. Yeah. I have a bunch of stuff I signed by Raphael Albuquerque. Alright. And now for the coup the piece de resistance. The coup de gras. The final book of the night. I'll have to start with this old man Logan. I was really scared that that this story wasn't gonna fucking go anywhere. And we were just gonna see like like the life of Logan and that was all this was gonna be. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that this issue actually takes a turn and like it actually like changes direction. Mm. And I really liked that it what it did at the end of this book. But we'll get there. We will get there. We will definitely get there. So, past lives, Old Man Logan, issue twenty three. It opens up with I can't remember this fucking Osmondeus. I can't remember this fucking dude's name. <laughs> I don't think it's Osmondeus, but whatever. Um, the dude who trapped Logan's body in the past, he's still sitting there trying to sell off Logan's body. And um, he's kind of giving him a demonstration. His body. Yep, they're asking <laughs> why he's, he looks old. And he's like, um, you, he may look old, but I assure you he's very, he's very much the Wolverine you know. Um, he's like, yeah, I don't think we can pay as much as we would if we would have been younger Wolverine. And he's like, very well. He's like, let me give you a demonstration. And he flips a knife up in the air and then stabs Wolverine with it. <clears throat> and he's like, see, his body isn't there. He's a shell of his forward. He's a shell of a man for you to control. And Just he's like, a shell of a man, Logan. And he's like, yep. He's like, his healing factor is very much still intact. And then it cuts back to um, Madurapur. Madurapur? I can't pronounce that. Madurapur? Um in old Logan's past life where he's wearing an eye patch <laughs> and he kind of he kind of jokes about it he's like um he, he's like he's still very much a formidable uh a formidable weapon and um Logan's chasing down this this kid who swiped the amulet from him and he's this whole time he's talking about this stupid eye patch and and then he gets cut off by some yakuza members he's like yakuza ain't got time for no yakuza right now and, uh, and he's <laughs> like uh, but I also ain't got much time, uh, much of a choice in the matter. And the Yakuza yell to kill Logan, and they start shooting him. And his body has a reaction where Osmondeus is and all the the people that are trying to buy him. So he can feel what's going on, right? Back both ways. So as as he got stabbed, Logan felt it, and then as he's getting shot, they can see him getting shot. Yep. In normal time, which is kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool. So one of the guys that's there for the buying tries to leave, and Osmondeus is like, nope, no one leaves. And the Yakuza says, make sure he's dead. Uh, he's like, not. In, he's like, um, he's toast, boss. Not until we are done with our business here. He's like, make sure. Like taking a number two? Yep. And then Logan comes back, and he's like, took your best shot, bub, but now it's my turn. And he starts killing all the Yakuza members. Hit me with your best shot. Yeah, he decapitates them, cuts their heads off, their hands off. He annihilates them. And then one of them, the boss runs away, and Logan's like, that's what I thought. And he's he's sniffing the ground. He's like, shit. Uh, don't care what anyone says. He's like, I like the eye patch. And he catches <laughs> a kid that um, stole from him. Stole his amulet. Yeah, and he gets the amulet back from him. And he gets... Uh, he gets transported back to the uh, current X-Men time or well to an X-Men time where he's with the X-Men playing baseball at Xavier Mansion and he tries to tell Bobby he's like "Um, listen to me Bobby I don't have much time so he's trying to tell Bobby what's going on and to like go find his body and stuff and everyone like Cyclops is like man take it easy Logan and 
Logan's like, shut up, Slim. This doesn't concern you. And he grabs the... And as he's trying to tell Bobby, Iceman, a.k.a., what's going on, he gets transported back to his old body, and he's back in the wasteland. So he's like, I know this place. He's like, I'm actually back. And he's like, uh, this was my home. This was where I lived. This is where they died, my family. After they died, after the Hulk gang slaughtered them, I left this place and never came back. He's like, but maybe it's time. Maybe a big part of me screaming to go away, uh, not to revisit it all. But maybe enough time has passed. Maybe there's still, um, maybe where there, um, it says maybe a time has passed. Maybe seeing where they lived will help. And he opens the door. He's like, no, it can't be. And there's his kid sitting there and his wife cooking dinner. Scotty, Marine, and Jade. And he's like, hey. And his daughter's like, hey, Pa. And his wife says, hurry up, hey, Jim. Pa. Your oatmeal is getting cold. And and Wolverine's kind of shocked. He's like, I'm back before they died. I'm home. And his daughter's like, what's that, Pa? It's pretty. He's like, it's it's nothing. And he drops the amulet. And he kind of and he smashes it. He says, I'm home. And I ain't never going back. He's like, fuck it. I thought that was I thought that was a great ending to that book. The cover for issue twenty five that comes out two more issues is dope. Yeah, with uh, Hulk on it. Yeah, Mestro and uh, Hulk's grandson on it. Yeah, with his grandson fighting old man Logan, like mm-hmm. a good looking old man Logan. A good looking old man Logan. <laughs> so we have one more. We have one more issue. Issue twenty four in past lives. It'll finish up this story arc, and sadly that'll be Jeff Lemire's final issue on the book. And then it starts an entirely new creative team. I gave that book a... I gave it a 7.5. It was good. It was, it was good. I, I really it wasn't great, but it was good. The ending is what clinched it. That his family's back? And then he crushed Ammon, and he's like, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not going back. Yeah. And, and who knows what's going to happen to his body now? I just thought that was... I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Who knows? But that's it. That's comic book reviews for this week, everyone. I'm I did have After Death if you saw my af- Instagram, but I did not get a chance to read it, so I'm sorry that I won't be reviewing it. But if you want to know about it, go ahead and feel free to ask me about it, and I'll tell you. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. That's that's comic book, re- comic book reviews for this week. Hopefully, you guys maybe found something that you weren't sure about. Maybe heard our reviews and are more intrigued about a book. Maybe one of the ones Kyle read. Um, but hopefully you get out there and support your local comic shop and, and pick up your books every week. And remember, it doesn't matter what fucking cover you get. Just buy the book you want a book and collect comics the way you want to collect them. Please. One last piece of news slash whatever. We are coming up on the 300th episode. Oh, I hope people call in. Not of the, our pod, not of this show, but the 300th episode uh, that Absolute Geek as a Network has been put out has put out we're coming up on our 300th episode you put out i said has put out so my plan and my hopes is that not only will we have me on that episode not only will we have kyle that we'll have stroke boy jose and kellen the quitter that's what we're hoping for that's what we're hoping for the stroke and the quitter the stroke and the quitter we're (laughs) we're hoping for that We'll see. I'll keep you updated on that as we get closer to it. I won't see why not. Make sure to tune in Monday because you don't want to miss this week's episode of What the Fuck Friday Friday as it's Jose's one-year stroke-free extravaganza. 
So definitely that's something to look forward Confetti to. Confetti is falling from the ceiling right yeah. now. Kyle is farting it out as we speak. So as always, for the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. Reminding you to support your local comic shop. And keep them back and boarded. Savages. So you're not a savage. That's right. So you're not a savage. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs>